Another swing and a miss for our beloved Jim Kimmel. Maybe, maybe my expectations were too high. Maybe it's my fault for expecting too much from Jim Kimmel. I mean, God forbid I watch his highly anticipated return to late night television. I watch his highly anticipated response to the over-exaggerated drama that he created with Aaron Rodgers. God forbid I go into this situation expecting a so-called late night comedian like Jim Kimmel to actually be comedic. For a real late night comedian, you could not have asked for a better setup. This is what comedians live for. The entire country is watching. You've got a comedic beef with the highest profile player in the NFL. He is stepping into your world. It's not like It's not like Jim Kimmel is stepping onto the football field and trying to outduel Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers stepped into your world. You're supposed to dominate him. You were given the added advantage of having an entire week to prepare your material. And this is what you came up with? You have a team of highly paid writers. You're a veteran in late night television. And this, this is what you came up with? I'm a no-talent doofus. And the comedy on this channel is better than what I saw last night from Jim Kimmel. I went into this with an open mind. I mean, I don't have a cat in this fight. I know we joke a lot about Jim Kimmel here on the channel, but I was willing to give him a chance. And what did he deliver? <laughs> he delivered the woke specialty, a polished turd. Seven minutes, a seven-minute monologue without a single comedic joke. Now, sure, the studio audience, they were offering their fake laughter. <laughs> Um, what the fuck are you laughing at? This wasn't funny. I laughed harder when I heard that Lizzo's New Year's resolution was to go on a diet. I laughed harder when Meg Rapino booted a penalty kick 10 rows deep. Last night, Jim Kimmel made his triumphant return to late night television. Past couple of weeks, he was enjoying his annual holiday sabbatical. Now, normally during the holiday season, Jim enjoys a nice vacation with his partner in the butt bongo band, Howie Stern. Unfortunately, though, their holiday plans this year were ruined. Howie was so apprehensive about catching the COVID, he invited Aunt Fauci down to his Florida estate, demanded to be boosted every day for two weeks. What was the end result? <laughs> Howie came down with a bad case of uh, the Fauci hangover. But anyway, Jimmy the Kimmel returns last night. The first thing that he addresses on the show was this situation with Aaron Rodgers. Now, just in case someone watching me doesn't know, Aaron Rodgers made his weekly appearance last week with Pat McAfee, made a joke about Jim Kimmel on the show. He claimed that Jim was worried about the release of the list of Epstein. Now, 99% of the population took this for what it was, a future Hall of Fame quarterback attempting to be funny. No one took this seriously, and if you did, that is a you problem. I guess I should say normal people didn't take this seriously from Aaron Rodgers, but Jim Kimmel, Jim pretended like this was an act of war. This joke by Aaron Rodgers, it triggered feelings of pain and agony inside the emotional Jim. This has been so traumatic for my family. My wife is looking at me differently. Yeah, um, my guess is she expected you to take this like a man. For seven minutes last night, Jim Kimmel delivered a painfully boring soliloquy. I will give him a little bit of credit. 
I mean, this wasn't as bad as Joey Coy's monologue from the Golden Globes the night before, but that's like saying that the grilled wiener isn't as bad as the raw wiener. I'd rather have neither. I put together a couple of minutes of Jim's greatest attempts at comedy last night. This was his response to Aaron Rodgers. This was the best that he could come up with, even though he had an added week to come up with it. Watch it for yourself. I suggested that if Aaron wanted to make false and very damaging statements like that, that we should do it in court so he could share his proof with like a judge. Because, you know, when you hear a guy who won a Super Bowl and did the, all the State Farm commercials say something like this, a lot of people believe it. And I know this because I hear from these people often. My wife hears from them. This is how these nuts do it now. You don't like Trump? You're a pedophile. It's their go-to move. I'm not one of those people who thinks athletes and members of the sports media should stick to talking about sports. I think Aaron Rodgers has the right to express any opinion he wants to, but saying someone is a pedophile is not an opinion. And as far as the, well, you say things about people all the time argument goes, yes, I do. It's not the same. It's not even close to the same. We say a lot of things on this show. We don't make up lies. In fact, we have a team of people who work very hard to sift through facts and reputable sources before I make a joke. And that's an important distinction, a joke about someone, even when that someone is Donald Trump, even a person <laughs> who lies from the minute he wakes up until the minute he's smearing orange makeup on his my pillow at night. Even he deserves that consideration. And we give it to him because the truth still matters. And when I do get something wrong, I apologize for it, which is what Aaron Rodgers should do, which is what a decent person would do, but I bet he won't. I hope the many, many decent people out there who vote conservative or whatever you want to call what goes on now, I don't see anything conservative about any of it, but to those of you who are part of that, I want to say this, and I hope you'll, you'll listen and give it a little bit of consideration. If you are a member of a group that think it's okay to randomly call someone a child molester because you don't like what that person has to say, maybe you should rethink being a part of that group. Normally, I would do my fake laughing bit here, then dramatically stare at the camera, but this monologue was so severely lacking in comedy, I can't even give it the respect of the fake laugh. Where do we even begin here? Let's start with this claim from Jim Kimmel that people actually believed Aaron Rodgers. Who? Who? I kept waiting and waiting for Jim to provide evidence of this claim. You heard in the clip, Jimmy Kimmel claimed that he has been exposed to these people. Where are they? If they were on social media, where are the screenshots of their tweets? You mean to tell me you could not find one example of someone taking Aaron Rodgers seriously? My favorite part of the lecture was the claim that the go-to move for conservatives is to label their political enemies as pedophiles. You know, I have never thought that about Jim Kimmel. I mean, Jim is a lot of things. He's an embarrassing failure in late night television. He's an unfunny comedian. He's sensitive. He's emotional. He can be hypocritical. The one thing I have never believed about Jim Kimmel is he's a pedophile. I didn't believe it when Aaron Rodgers joked about it, and I don't believe it now. But I thought it was hypocritical that Jim Kimmel was complaining about labels, considering the fact that his fellow deacons at Woke United Methodist, they are obsessed with labels. If you're one of those crazy people who believe that men should not be allowed to compete in the female division in sports, what do they label you? 
transphobic. If you're one of those people who doesn't agree with late-term abortions, what do they label you? Religious fanatic. If you're one of those people who doesn't agree with the organization Black Lives Matter, you're a white Christian nationalist. Over the last few weeks, how many times have we seen the mainstream media compare Donald Trump to Adolf Hitler? The shit fucks are obsessed with labels until the labels are turned on them. Jim Kimmel also claimed that Aaron Rodgers has the right to speak his mind. Now, of course, as soon as Aaron Rodgers speaks his mind, Jim threatens him with a lawsuit. He also insinuated that Aaron Rodgers making jokes is different than Jim Kimmel making jokes. Why? Because our jokes are rooted in fact. We are well-educated and well-researched. Oh, yeah? What about all those jokes about Donald Trump and Russian collusion? Were those jokes factual? Because if I remember correctly, wasn't that story proven to be false? Towards the end of the clip, Jim Kimmel lectured conservatives about labeling people while demanding that Aaron Rodgers apologize to him. Apologize? How about we make a deal with Jim Kimmel? Since you want Aaron Rodgers to apologize for making a joke that was not based in fact, obviously it wasn't based in fact, which by the way, most jokes aren't. It's kind of understood in the world of comedy that comedians exaggerate the truth. But since Jim wants to be literal here, since Jim wants Aaron Rodgers to apologize to him for making a joke that was not based in fact, how about we demand that Jim Kimmel apologize to the Trumper for making jokes about him that were not based in fact? I mean, it seems fair to me. Now, of course, I would rather see neither one of them apologize. I don't want to see Aaron Rodgers apologize for making jokes. I don't want to see Jim Kimmel apologize for making jokes about the Trumper. What I would like to see from Jim Kimmel is for him to write something that actually makes me laugh. But since Jim Kimmel considers himself to be so eloquent now, since Jim considers himself to be sophisticated, I am a serious late night comedian. Yes, we make jokes, but we never cross the line. Since Jim wants to lecture conservatives, since he wants to lecture us normal people on what's considered to be appropriate behavior, I found some old footage of Jim Kimmel. Now, these clips are from the 90s, early 2000s. Obviously, these were filmed before Jim became a deacon at Woke United Methodist. These were filmed before Jim Kimmel was restricted by the Woke Commandments. But I want you to pay close attention to the last clip in this compilation. Watch it for yourself. Feel around on the outside of the pants. You have 10 seconds to then guess what is in my pants. You should use two hands. Two hands. <laughs> Maybe it would be easier if you put your mouth on it. How old are you? 18. Okay, good. You sure of that? Because <laughs> uh, Uncle Jimmy doesn't need to do time. Huh. That's rather interesting. You see, with deacons like Jim Kimmel, it's always, always rules for thee, not for me. It's okay for Jim to make jokes. It's okay for Jim to exaggerate the truth in a failed attempt to be comedic. And I'm being serious when I say that. It is okay. It's acceptable. But it's also okay for someone else to do the same at his expense. The problem is, Jim doesn't see it that way. No one took Aaron Rodgers seriously. No one believes that about Jim Kimmel. 
Matter of fact, if Jim Kimmel had just left it alone, if he had said nothing about it, no one would have noticed. Hell, Pat McAfee barely has an audience on television. Were you watching the Pat McAfee show last Tuesday? I know I wasn't. If Jim Kimmel had never made this into a big deal, it would have never been a big deal. But since he did, the least you could have done is make it entertaining. Damn, dude, you were given the perfect setup, a comedian's dream. You're going one-on-one -on -one with a football player. You were given a full week to prepare, and you come out and you delivered exactly what we expected, a polished turd. This is a microcosm of why late night television is struggling. This is the reason profits, revenue have drastically declined in the last five, six, seven years. There is no longer anything comedic about late night comedy. But give me your thoughts on this. Jim Kimmel had a full week to prepare his response to Aaron Rodgers, and that's what he came up with. It can only be described as disappointing, but I guess you could say it was also expected. Do you think Aaron Rodgers crossed the line, or is Jim Kimmel making a big deal about nothing? Let me know. Sound off in the comments below. Like, subscribe, share the video. I appreciate your support. Best way to contact me is by email at btlkc84 at gmail.com, kc underscore btl84 on Twitter. I'll see you guys later.